This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Hey, I'm Ray. And I'm Dean. And we're from Joy Breakfast. We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast. With Rach and Deeksie, and we're joined in the studio now by mental health coach Nick McEwen Hall. Welcome. Thank you. Nick, one word to you. Mm. Well, not one word, but a few words. Are you okay? Today, I'm doing okay. There you go, because it's Are You Okay Day. Sure is. It is. Now, Are You Okay Day is a day for spreading awareness about mental health. It's a suicide prevention day, and we actually have just passed uh, World Suicide Prevention Day or Suicide Awareness Day, depending what website you're on, Mm -hmm. uh, which was last Sunday. So, obviously, it's, it's a time of year where we're really getting into mental health. Why is it so important that we're talking about this all the time? I think this is a conversation we should be having every day, not just on Are You OK Day, but it's a really great reminder for us to be checking in with the people around us about their mental health and just how they're travelling. I think it's an incredibly important thing that we do for our community, but also just as as friends, as as community. It's a nice thing to do. All right, let's let's role play here. You ask me. Hi, John. Are you OK? No, I'm not, Nick. Hmm. What's going on? What's happening? Well, you know, there's some problems at home and there's this and there's that um, and I'm just not too sure what to do. Mm, sorry to hear that. That sounds really tough. That sounds really hard. Have you got any supports around you to help you with that? Okay, so this is the scenario I'm thinking yeah. of that when you actually ask people, are they okay? And they go, I'm fine. You know, and you go, you're not really, are you? <laughs> I'm a gut feeling person. So if I get but a not read, everyone's that- perspicacious like you. <laughs> what was that word there? Sorry? Perspicacious. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that word. Anyway, but <laughs> I mean, you, you're not sort of, you're in tune with people's feelings. And I know Rachel's as well. And, uh, you know, some of us are. But, you know, when you ask somebody if they're okay, and if they do say, well, look, actually, oh, no, things are pretty, you know, crap, actually. Mm, mm. Where do you follow that up? To? Where do you go from there? Yeah, look, I think it's important just to acknowledge that that if they're not okay, that that is all right. It's okay not to be okay, you mm. know, that, that sort of common phrase that we use. I think that's really important. But I think, too, if we're having conversations about how people are more often, then when we get to a stage where we're asking the question, are you okay, or something similar, and they say that they're not, then that person's already had some practice with us having talks about these things. So, hopefully, mm. they feel a bit more comfortable, a bit more confident in our skills and our sort of um, lack of judgment to actually then open up to have that conversation. So, I think AOK Day is a great reminder for us that, yes, we should be asking these questions um, today, but also every day because there's so much stigma and fear and shame around this stuff that the more we talk about it, the less those things take hold. So, if someone uh, says the response to, do you have support? And they say, I don't really, like, I'm glad that you've asked, but, like, other than you asking, no, like, I don't know. And then you're like, oh, well, now it's all on me. What do I do? <laughs> what If they've got no support and it's all coming on to you, that can be very overwhelming. Yeah, it can be. I think one a good question to ask here is to ask them if there's a particular reason why they don't. So, if they might say, oh, well, you know, I can't afford that or something like that. So, you oh. say, okay, well, let's have a look at some free resources. They may not know that there are free 
supports, for example. So, we always talk about, let's talk about what that person's barriers are to support Mm. because if we can understand what they are, then usually we can find a way over or through or around or at the very least give some information that helps them to kind of go, all right, so there are options. I may not be ready for them right now and we we respect that choice, but ask them, like, is there a particular reason why not? Because surprisingly, most of the time that, you know, my clients will say, actually, I asked that question and they told me why not. And there was a really simple way around it, you know, that wow. helped that person seek support. Well, yeah. A lot of barriers have been broken down, Rach and Nick, haven't they? Like you footballers now, they will yeah. take time away from the game for mental health reasons as they would if there was a, a physical injury. But now yeah, mental injury right. is also very much acknowledged. Yeah. But do we care as much as we're used to? We're so busy and with our workmates and everything else. Sure, there is a few of them, few of us who connect mm. because we just connect. And if if I, I can ask Rach, because I mean I feel empathy with her. How's it? You know how are things yeah. going? And she always tells me everything's just absolutely fabulous. <laughs> um, but you know, do people care as much as they used to? Or I think they do. I think that people do care about this stuff. And I think it's because we've all had an experience of being in poorer mental health. That doesn't mean we've got a mental illness, but we've all had periods where- You have crap days. You have awful- We've all had that. So, I think we're actually naturally more attuned to this stuff. Whereas I can't empathize with someone who's had a broken leg. I've never broken a leg. So, I can't I can't, or I can empathise with that, but I don't know what it's like. Are you okay? No, I've broken my leg. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And, and imagine Tough that. Tough titty. You know? Yeah, we say to that person, oh, you've got a broken leg, just get yeah. back out there on the football field. We'd never do that. Mm. But when we think about mental health, often the response is a little bit like, okay, so back you go. Are you it's finding like, well, companies are becoming much more empathetic towards mental health? Absolutely. Because when they do, the return on investment for them is massive. But more importantly, I think it helps people to stay connected and being at work and being connected with work is an incredible protective factor for our mental health. So, yes, absolutely. With the right skills, yeah. Nick, I've got some really important questions Mm. for you. Based on what you've just said, we're going to go to a song and we're going to come right back with Nick McEwen Hall, mental health coach for The Perfect Mix of Music, News and Interviews. Joy 94.9. Are you okay day today? Awesome. You're on Joy Breakfast. 23. Pooch. Now, Nick, Are you okay day? It is are you okay day today. We're asking the important question, are you okay, uh, to raise awareness for suicide uh, prevention and mental health. You brought up an interesting uh, question before, Rach, about bat suicide and when people say, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Um, and Can it be used as a as a tactical method? It's a weapon. Rather than as a genuine cry for help? Uh, look, I think it can certainly come across that way. I uh, mean, it's a genuine cry for help, but uh, yeah. is, is it uh, – I mean, that puts a heck of a lot of pressure on those around when they say, well, hang on, you know, people are killing themselves. Uh, is this person going to do that? I think one of the big problems we have around the mental health conversation is judgment. And so, people don't often open up to us because they, they are fearful of the, of being judged. So, when, um, when someone – articulates that they're feeling suicidal or they're having thoughts of suicide. Uh, I try and always respond really properly, I suppose, and take that seriously because I want to check. I want to engage with that person. I want to talk with them about what's going on Mm. to find out what's actually happening. And there's a range of things that could be happening there. They could be actually feeling suicidal or perhaps they want to communicate to you somehow that, you know, they need some support or whatever it is. 
I'm going to shy away from having that sort of judgment in my thinking about, oh, it's attention-seeking, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, those thoughts and those sort of um, those sort of ruminations about that actually get in the way of helping people. So, I just always want to engage with them. It's okay to talk about it. If someone expresses that, let's talk with them and see what's going on. If you've had the conversation then and there's still – there's terms and conditions involved mm-hmm. in, in their yeah. – uh, way of presenting suicide Um, and what is the best way to then reach out for help on behalf of them because you as a human being cannot change them from saying that Um, and you've you've done like your best to listen and and care for them Um, where do you go next what's what's your next step for getting them some help because even even if they aren't going to act on it maybe um, they do still obviously require some sort of support yeah, absolutely. So, if we think that this is a really close and near danger, like the person's at extreme risk of, of dying, then triple zero is a very appropriate pathway to call for some support and say, hi, I'm sitting with my friend. They've just told me this. I'm really worried about them. Can you please help? Because triple zero, nurse on call, all of those services are trained to actually work through what's going on for that person and find the right support. So, mm. I think if it's at that pointy end, then just like a physical health issue that was really intense, we'd call in for that support. And then the, all of the other helplines that are out there, so Lifeline, Suicide Callback Services, all these sorts of ones, they are there for people who are feeling unwell, but they're also there for us as carers and support. So, they will teach us and tell us and train us, um, give us information about the best way to support our person. And from my experience, having called that at those lines and asking for that support, they're very generous with that support and they mm-hmm. see that as critical to skill in the community to actually help with the work that they're doing. So, we can actually call out to those services and ask for supports in terms of how do we provide support to somebody else, not when yes. we're feeling that way. So, yeah, remember that, that we often think about them as just being for people in crisis, but they're not. When the black dog uh, comes sneaking around our backyard and uh, we all go into a slump occasionally, when is the right time to talk to our health professional, whether it be our doctor or psych? Um, we can never do that too early is the, the lesson that I'm con- constantly telling people. We can never do this too early um, because there are a range of supports and there's a range of treatment options and all that sort of stuff out there to match where the person's at. So, we can't do it too early is the answer. Um, and I guess by saying that, it also means there isn't a particularly right time to mm-hmm. do it. You know, it's when we notice it. Yeah. Um, but we also need people around us to notice when we're changing too because sometimes we can't notice that it's happening to us, but somebody else might be able to. Are you happy with the way that uh, medical professionals are handling people who come in with questions of mental health? Uh, Overall, yes, I am. I think they're great. Um, This is a controversial area uh, of discussion, but... Go on, stick your head out. Go on, (laughs) stick your neck out. Look, I think everyone's doing the best job they can with the resources they've got in the context they find themselves in, and I see kind of our job is to support people to be able to do those things the best way that they possibly can, and... You know, we can step away from that discussion by focusing on how do I, as an individual human, support other individual humans around me to get connected with those supports, stay connected to those supports if the supports aren't quite what we want them to be. How do we keep that person connected? And that is a valuable, um, important job that we can play that saves lives. So, we should do that. Now, we've gotten a message through here from Nurse James who said, 
I think we should avoid thinking about suicide. I prefer the term lethal hopelessness. Uh, it puts the focus on the need for hope, not the desire to end it. Quite right. Which is a really uh, beautiful way of, of thinking about it. Now, we talked, we mentioned barriers before for people accessing things like uh, help. Yeah therapies, um, you know, the ways to get better. And we actually did a chat last week on the lead up to World Suicide Prevention Day with a professor, Catherine Johnson, uh, from RMIT. And she is an expert in the barriers affecting LGBTQIA plus communities. So you can head to joy.org.au forward slash joy breakfast. And the podcast is titled Understanding Lived Experiences of Suicidal Thoughts, Behaviors and Behaviors in Our Communities. Because they've done a huge mm. survey into this. So barriers, let's talk about them. Because I think this is something that our community needs to be armed with is is ways to break down these barriers. So one barrier is um, accessibility. Mm. How can we get around the accessibility of some of these support services? There's so many barriers in this space. Let's just acknowledge that. So, you know, there are. I think one thing that I- Sorry, what do you mean barriers? uh, Things that get in the way of people accessing supports for themselves or, you know, when we try and encourage somebody to get support, they they might hit a barrier in accessing that support. But you just said before how fantastic they people are as far as being able to access support. Yeah, and that's that's true. But for example, at the moment, it's well known that um, there's lots of wait lists and things for uh, accessing services. Yeah. So you know, we might have to wait a while before we can yeah. see a psych or the psych of our choice, perhaps. Yeah. You know, one that fits with us or one that we feel comfortable with. So yeah. barriers aren't always about the 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 profession not doing what they need to do because sure. overwhelmingly they do. And we have we're very lucky in Australia to have that system. But yeah, barriers can be multifaceted. There's a lot of um support in crisis moments. Crisis, there's people there, you can call the phone numbers. However, how do you get to, like, solving the problem before it gets to crisis point? And that's, I think, where the barriers are coming Mm. up the most. Um, So having online uh, options for people as well, telehealth appointments Mm. are really important. Mm. Being able to... uh, be able to being able to provide your friends or your family your loved ones with the support that means that they can actually access it um where do people go to find the right sort of support for the person that they're looking for uh with all the many different intersectionalities of our communities (laughs) it can be really tricky i think um a couple of things come to mind i mean joy's got a great support website so um the support page on the joy website is really great joy.org.au forward slash support that's the one i've often referred people to that website myself um there's other great ones so the department of health have one called head to health so it's like a gigantic um directory of services that's really great but also i have sat with my friends sometimes and just got our phones out and done some googling let's have a look what what are you going through let's just google this together let's do it together you know let's do that we don't have to have all the answers on the top of our head we've got them all on our phones so let's just do that are you okay day is today and there is a a great four-step conversation on the are you okay site step one ask how are you traveling step two 
I'm here to listen. If you want to talk more, step three, encourage action. Have you spoken to your doctor about this? Fourth, check in. I just wanted to check in to see how you're doing. So important. So there's a four couple of steps there to, yeah. to work through. There are so many great resources. We are going to come back to this chat in just a moment. We've gotten some messages through. You are with Rachel and Deeksie and it's 16 minutes to nine on Joy Brecky. We're talking about Are You OK Day and... Uh, here with Professor Nick, who's uh, <laughs> helping us uh, understand, well, understanding <laughs> Are You OK Day. And <coughs> we were just talking to Rach and we are just talking about our, our stuff. Everybody, everybody is carrying something on their back, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. It could be big, it could be small, but everybody has got something. And when someone toots me when I'm on the, in the car or someone's – it is, it is not me. It is yeah. not what I did. It's everything that's happening in their life, whatever it is, 99% of the time, mm. you know. But uh, it's true, isn't it, Rach? Yeah, we've gotten a couple of messages through. Simo uh, from the Paris End of St Kilda East has messaged in saying, in my experience, sometimes the person who's not okay isn't wanted to be offered solutions. They just need to be heard true, or listened true, to. True, yeah. They true, may not true. need help as such, rather just some simple empathy so that they can settle and sort their own that's, mind and thoughts. That's very true. And yeah. that's why days like today are so important because it starts a conversation. Uh, Nurse James has written back again saying, yep, there's a year waiting list and lots of money to see a psychiatrist or psychologist. Mm. These are huge barriers. Mm. Credit. Cred- credentialed, sorry, I had to do, <laughs> read that twice. Credentialed mental health nurses are also equally skilled, yeah. less medicine focused, and more readily available. Amazing. This is why we need to know all these supports that are there. You know, this helps to break down barriers to support seeking, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's Are You Okay Day today, but what about tomorrow? Well, I, tomorrow, if I have someone in my world, whether it's a friend or a family member or a client or someone that I'd I'm just wondering about if they're okay. I'm still going to ask them. Rach, what about you? Uh, it is a, it's a very constant part of my life. I, yeah. I'm very aware of uh, mental health and the battles that people face as someone who faces it every single day of my own life. Mm. So, um, But like I say, everyone's carrying something, aren't they? Yeah. Mm, they really yeah. are. Yep. And we got a, a message in here from little Jace in Heidelberg who has actually lost his partner to suicide in 2014 and now makes sure that they ask people every single day if they are okay anytime I see a shift in their behaviour. True. Uh, and I think that is the greatest thing. Be aware of the people that yeah. you love. If something changes, check in. And don't, don't shy away from it. You know, like uh, with my partner, if, you know, I, I sense a shift, I say, okay, well, let us. Are you okay? Yeah. But uh, what's going on? And let's let's talk it through in a quiet, calm, yes. rational way so before it gets to the point where it's it's the top of the toothpaste and everyone's going screaming yeah. and yelling. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, absolutely. But isn't it great that we're perfect? <laughs> oh, oh, we wish. Oh, we there. wish. 13 to 9, you've got to be kidding me. It's Joy Breakfast with Dixie and Rach. How are you going? Nick, do you have any final words where can people go to access more information yeah give us um, give, give us some follow-up 
up? I think, well, I think follow-up is really important. So, if you have this conversation today with somebody, don't feel afraid to follow up with them the next day. It shows that you care and it shows that you're really interested. So, follow-up is really important. This isn't just a single conversation usually. It's usually something that's happening over time. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a world of supports out there. Google's your friend. Jump onto some good quality websites like the Joy Support page or, you know, head to health.gov.au, something like that. Or be on Blue. Get onto a good quality supports um, website and find something that works for you and reach out and get that support. Yeah. And we've got you back. You can reach out to us here anytime. That's that's it. Exactly right. Correct, uh, Rich. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nick, for joining us this morning. Your insight has been very valuable. And if you do need support, people, head to joy.org.au forward slash support for a range of LGBTQIA plus support services. 12 to 9 on Joy Breakfast. Hey, I'm Rage. And I'm Dean. And I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of the fun we bring to air as a part of Joy Breakfast. During weekdays. Don't forget to tune in from 7 till 9am or like and subscribe to the Joy Podcast. And keep yourself out loud and proud. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.